welcome to Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. The only professional wrestling podcast in the world where pro wrestling is discussed passionately, with confidence, with great knowledge, and most of all, in the most sophisticated way. So brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, because chaos is about to be unleashed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast and Pain Train Pipe Bomb Productions. My name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. And ladies and gentlemen, let's proudly welcome to the show for the first time the playmaker himself, ladies and gentlemen, Darnell Salins. Darnell, welcome to the show. It's an honor to finally have you on, sir. Yeah, it's a good time to be on. Road to WrestleMania. And it's heating up. It's getting pretty much set right about now. So I know you've been wanting me on for a while and you finally got there. Well, yes, I did. I have wanted you on for a long time. And I know that you've wanted to be on the show also. But you kept saying that we got to wait till the time is right. So here we are. And we are coming off Elimination Chamber. And we're coming off something very, very special involving New Japan Pro Wrestling, which we will get to. Because it's something that I've wanted to talk about for a long time. Because it's about time that something good happened with her. But again, we'll get to it. But now we get to Elimination Chamber, and I did watch the show earlier today, and when you were watching it on Saturday, I mean, based on your reaction on Twitter, you love the show. And our boy, uh, Ricky, the master of mayhem, actually liked the show, and believe it or not, I was really hoping to have you, uh, him, you along with him on the show, but unfortunately, he's busy with something else. And I got to be honest, I adored the show. And this was like the first time in God knows how long that the entire show was basically more of a thumbs up than a thumbs down. Every match played his role and it played it very well. Mm hmm. I mean, shout out to that Montreal crowd. Good grace. Well, speaking of the Montreal crowd, the building where this show took place, do you know what happened in that particular building at one point in wrestling that changed the, his- the, the history of wrestling forever? The Montreal Screwjob. Yes, sir. The same building where the Montreal Screwjob took place. And because we know from the fan reaction from that night, we all knew that the fans would give quite a reaction in this one. But then again, Canadian fans have a history of giving great reactions, whether it's a heel reaction, a face reaction, whatever. Canadian fans are beyond passionate when it comes to professional wrestling. Breakthrough break. Well, the birth of the Mr. McMahon character. Oh, boy. You know, and, and, and quite honestly, I mean, I don't even remember the last time that they were they were even in Montreal. At least not for a, not for a uh, for a pay per view or for a live show. I mean, I know that over the years they've done house shows in Montreal, but I don't remember the last time they actually had a live show in Montreal. I'll never forget DX versus the Legacy, which I believe was in two thousand nine. But well, of course, in Montreal, we'll never forget what happened to Jerry Lawler back in twenty twelve. But yeah, Montreal is you know very good is is very uh. Very unique in, in this in the world of pro wrestling, for good and bad. But let's go ahead and get started. And of course, the elimination chamber, the women's elimination chamber. My God, and I, you know, I was just so overjoyed when Oscar won because you know me, playmaker. Because over the years, I have been extremely vocal in my support for Oscar, and I've been very, 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 very critical. And, I, and I've been basically throwing out shots, you know, shots fired at creative management for not booking Oscar properly, right? That you have. Mm-hmm. And maybe, 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 just maybe, they will finally get it right. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Asuka has been around for a while. And she has yet to win a match at WrestleMania. I think now it's about time that they finally give that to her. She is beyond earned it, and quite honestly, Asuka looks better than ever, but i got to be honest with you. 
we've, we're seeing a different Oscar. You've noticed the change in gear, the face paint, I mean, everything. And I was doing research, Playmaker. This is based off her character from Japan. So I believe that this might be finally be it for Asuka. We're going to see Asuka finally be stronger than ever, but we're going to see her perform in a way that we have never seen before. And quite honestly, that is what I want. And I know that's what you want too, sir. Uh, I'm happy Asuka won. So I have a feeling, though, that Carmella might end up winning it because we were the last two women standing in that match. Those two. Well... I'm gonna be well. You know, speaking of Carmella, it's it's good to see her again. I, I think I think she's been out for a while with an injury. I believe she got injured last August, but I'll never forget when she revealed. I believe in October when she suffered an ectopic pregnancy, which resulted in a miscarriage. And I gotta be honest with you, when I saw that, because she revealed that through an Instagram, and then it was all over social media. I mean, because Carmella has been one of my favorites for so long. You know, I, I mean, I've been a huge fan ever since she was in NXT, but. Seeing somebody go through something like that, I mean, that is heartbreaking. But it's good to see her back. And she was, you know, the last eliminated. So I think she had a good run in the match. But but I'm going to be honest with you because we've talked a little bit about this before the show. Every single competitor in this match just lived up to expectations big time. I mean, they overachieved, to be honest. It was a great way to kick off the Elimination Chamber. Every woman played their part. They played it well. Nikki Cross uh, with Kelp right. The real name is Gonzalez, but we're going to go with Rodriguez. It's, it's Rodriguez. Rodriguez. <laughs> Liv Morgan and everybody loves. I love Liv. I love me some Liv Morgan. I mean, me too. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, Liv Morgan, the way that she was eliminated, it's like you've said before, that is Liv Morgan for you. But, I, but if we know Liv Morgan the way we do, it's like this with her. What doesn't kill her only makes her stronger. Natalia did. Natalia did good being a uh, countryman favorite and going into the match. Well, let me ask, as much as I love Asuka, I, if, if Natalia had won it, I would have actually considered that a success because Natalia is a hero of mine, believe it or not. But, you know, she, she got that tremendous positive fan reaction from the, from the Montreal crowd. I mean, she was performing well in her home country. And I got to be honest with you, even though she didn't win, I mean, I still believe that Natalia, how she was in that match, I mean, she was actually the uh, she was actually the, the second to last eliminated. If I remember correctly, she had Asuka in the sharpshooter, and then Carmella struck with a super kick and then pinned her. So how, how ironic it is that Natalia has Asuka in a sharpshooter and then something bad happens. So it was a great way to kick off the match. The ladies did not disappoint whatsoever. But I'm interested to seeing how Triple H moves forward with the other five com- combatants towards Hollywood for WrestleMania. Because right now, Oscar has a spot. Of course, Bianca and Charlotte got their spot, and Rhea Ripley has a spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as I mean, because all all these all these women are are so talented, and you know, and, and creative. We're always begging and we're always wanting creative to do something with all of them. But the problem is, I mean, there's only, there's only so much you can do so much with. But, you know, but speaking of Nikki Cross, when she went back to her Twisted Sister persona, I, I really I was relieved because I got to be honest with you, Nikki Cross having the almost superhero gimmick. I was never a fan of it. And I spoke and I spoke to our uh, to our friend, uh, Mr. Dre Day, about it. And he was equally disappointed with that gimmick as I was. I mean, sometimes I can honestly say that maybe Dre was a little bit more unimpressed with it, more than with it with me, because he explained that when you have a character that's over like that, you know, they already ruined it when she moved up to the main roster and she wasn't as twisted. So he kind of felt that that was it. But and I agreed. But so I'll never forget telling Dre what they should do with Nikki Cross is take her off of television come up with a storyline saying that she snapped and lost her mind and that she's been basically put up in whatever. And then they start teasing the escape when they start this little storyline where she escaped from the institution. She's more twisted than ever. And she's coming back to raw. I'm telling you the excitement would have been through the roof then, but it just didn't go out. It just didn't go out that way. But I mean, I mean, they, they got her back to her normal. I always ask myself, who's who's more twisted? Is it Liv Morgan or Nikki Cross? <laughs> and I'm talking character-wise. <laughs> Nikki, you don't want to be around Nikki. 
You don't want to be around that type of twisted person. I mean, Nikki's tough. No doubt about it. <laughs> also, I'll never forget, I mean, our, our other buddy, uh, the master of mayhem. I mean, we all know Ricky. We all know Ricky is a huge fan of Nikki Cross. I mean, Nick, he, he's probably the bigger fan than both of us combined. And Nick and, and Ricky will probably, you know, cut a major promo on anybody that says anything bad about Nikki Cross. But, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Nick, Nikki Cross has been around for a while. And, you know, hopefully she, she gets, you know, a, a decent run again. But, you know, again, like you said, the question is, you know, where do they go moving forward with these five competitors? And we'll have to wait and see. Yep. Yeah, that was that was a great way to start off Chamber. Very great way to start off Chamber. It sure was. And then we get to Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Okay, I'll be honest. The match itself, I'm sure it could have gotten different. I mean, it wasn't so bad, but I just don't like I just don't like the way it ended. But how many times have I said that? I don't like the endings. This is the part where everybody misses. You have Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Is that match elimination chamber worthy? No, I would have honestly, I would have said that based on what happened at the Royal Rumble, and we talked about this, th- this should happen at WrestleMania. But th- and it, they got to build it and build it and build it, but they got to do it properly. They did it properly. Mm-hmm. Think about it. The first time they went at it, Bobby Lashley won, but because of Roman Reigns got involved, correct? Yes, sir. Oh, I believe that was at the Warrior Rumble, right? So is it at the Warrior Rumble or was it uh SummerSlam? One of the two. Well, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, but the tribal chief did get involved. So this has been building up for a while, and now they're picking it up at the perfect time. The next next matchup. Uh Crown Jewel. Brock Lesnar won, but Brock Lesnar was not the dominant one in the match. When have you ever heard me or anybody say that? Never. Brock Lesnar won a match, and he wasn't even the dominant one. Exactly, and and to end it there, that's good. That, in the words of Jim Cornette, shitty booking. Then we get to the Warrior Rumble, this past Warrior Rumble. Bobby Lashley eliminated Brock Lesnar. That usually how some story, most stories of WrestleMania start. You eliminated me for my opportunity to get to the main event of WrestleMania. We're going to have to fight about this. Instead, they threw a carryout in there. Brock ain't trying to wait the rest of me now. He want Bobby Lashley right here, right now, at Red Elimination Chamber. But we all know where this has been ahead to. How do... Don't I always do this around this time? How do we get from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania? And that's, and that's the, always the question that I ask when I talk about storylines. And I always answer in the best way. You utilize creati- creative authenticity. You make the storyline as great as and creative as you can be. You don't rush it in the planning. You discuss it. You discuss. You, you basically cover point A to point B. You anticipate everything that can possibly come out of it, and then you see if it works out or not. Because if you rush it, if you don't do it correctly, it's gonna be a major, you know, lackluster decision. It's gonna it's gonna be bad from the fans. The fans are gonna react. It's not gonna be what, in the words of Triple H, is best for business that's what it's all about you got to do what's best for business so brock lesnar is in a mood that he cannot get out of which is the hurt lock he cannot get out of that mood you know i mean isn't i mean that, that that's why the best way to call that low blow was an act of desperation so the only way brock lesnar could have gone out of that out of that hurt lock was a, a low blow that would lead to a disqualification and then it was Brock Lesnar this time who who lay who left Bobby Lashley lying. And walked. Yeah, I mean, because Brock, because he because uh, I mean I mean it was all chaos. I mean he tacked another referee. I mean F fives on the commentary table. I mean, all right. Let me tell you this. Okay, I mean I I, I talk we we want to talk about matches being solidified. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley is happening at WrestleMania, but but you know what's gonna ha- you know how it's gonna happen? It's not gonna be a, it's not just gonna be any match, Playmaker. You wanna sell it the way it is and how it's been built up? You go no holds barred. You say no holds barred. I heard I heard others say 
put him in the fight pit. I, you know what? Even better. Even better. I mean, of course, you know, Brock Lesnar with his MMA and UFC background, you know, same thing with, with Lashley. I mean, I, I don't remember, I don't, I'm not sure if Lashley ever competed in UFC, but I know that Bobby Lashley is a le- legitimately trained fighter. So, you know what? That's even better. Let him go at it. But then again, now, now we're basically kind of reminiscing to a little bit of uh, the brawl for all, which was, you know, a, a worst moment in pro wrestling history. But, but you know what? You're right. Let them fight. So is this all, can they get from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania with everything intact? You can call this the worst match on the card. It was supposed to be. That's how it was set up. Because they already knew the rest of the match is going to do what they need to do, and we're going to get that. Brock Lesnar, Barbie match, they have to, they have to suck at this because we're trying to get the mania. And with this type of finish, it ensures we're going to WrestleMania. Because one, Barbie Lashley, if we're not going to take him getting low blow and laid out at chamber and walk away, he's not going to do that. I mean, believe it or not, uh, the ble- Bleacher Report, um, they, they they gave this a C plus grade. I mean, for the, for this match. Because, you know, people are looking at the finish. Oh, it was a disqualification. Ah. No, pay attention. How many times do I tell our audience this? Pay attention to the storyline. What is, what is the storyline from the beginning and what is it involved to? First of all, it started off with what? Bobby Lashley saying Brock Lesnar has been avoiding him for like years and years and years, correct? Mm-hmm. We finally got the matchup. Bobby Lashley won because Roman Reigns also doesn't like Brock Lesnar. So if one of y'all got to win, damn it, I'm taking out Brock Lesnar. Brock, you can win half the belt, correct? Yeah. Brock is feeling some type of way. He take him and Roman, they have their fight. But Brock is not forgetting. You know what, Bobby? You might have won, but you had help. We need to go again. Because I don't think you can beat me if you don't have help. Let's set it up for Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel gets here. Come to find out. Barbara Lesnar don't need no help. Hey, he's, he's giving the business to Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's in trouble. Brock Lesnar won off a goddamn pin. Why in the hurt lock? I don't think nobody knew Brock, Brock, Brock Lesnar could do something. I mean, that is Bobby's, a, the, Bobby's the dominant one, but Brock Lesnar won. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. Who the hell thought we'll see today? All right. Brock goes on about his business. He finally comes back and stops Bobby Lashley twice. Not once, but twice when we're in the U.S. title for most of 30. These two are really starting to go at it. This is getting interesting. So it's something that we craved for for years and never got it. They found a way to make to give us what we want years later and make us still interested in it. Okay. Warrior Rumble. Bobby Lashley takes out Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's eliminated. Ooh. Ooh. We getting to okay. We definitely getting somewhere. Because everybody who knows Brock Lesnar, if you eliminate Brock Lesnar in the, in the uh, Warrior Rumble match, oh, you're next on the list. No ifs, ands, or buzz about it. You're next on the list. Yeah, the beast is coming after you. You put, you wake up, you you piss off the beast. You gotta pay for it. Bobby, who? So Brock Lesnar has a contract for elimination chamber because he wants to fight Bobby Lashley. He was eliminated by Bobby Lashley. You see how they continued the story and they kept progressing it? Mm-hmm. Now, we have a DQ disqualification. We have a disqualification because Bobby Lashley, because Brock Lesnar, should I say, couldn't get out the hurt lock. So he had to kick him in, in the groin. While the wolf was watching, by the way. <laughs> but Brock Lesnar did what he wanted to do. He laid Bobby Lashley out on the announce table. I'm good. Now Bobby Lashley's going to respond. You see, and then you're going to get to WrestleMania. 
Boys might be going to get that to be known. But for right now, they did it well. They have progressed the storyline very well. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be settled at WrestleMania once and for all. All right, moving on. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley with Dominic. Okay, right off the bat, I'm actually surprised that the Judgment Day did not win because I felt that the Judgment Day was going to win this one. Oof, where do I begin? First off, for those of you out there, I want you all to know this. Dominic is over as a heel. Big time. Dominic is over as a heel. And if you don't, for those who are casual fans who don't understand how the wrestling world works, if the fans are reacting to you, no matter how they're reacting to you, you're over one way or the other. Dominic is over as a heel. When you can get an FU chat from the crowd, you're over. Yeah, no kidding. That guy who is afraid to throw punches is over as a heel. You know, first, right now, I mean, he's prison dom. <laughs> so, first, that's first and foremost. Secondly, I think they did the right decision because we already know Real Ripley's already in Mania with a championship match against Charlotte Flair. So, her winning, her and Finn Balor winning at Chamber, would it, would it really be necessary? But I gotta imagine, I mean, because based based on how this went, I mean, could you imagine if if the Judgment Day all of a sudden they're not on the same page, there's miscommunications, and this this starts building through a breakup? So I mean, plus I mean, who has been the most dominant female on the roster, both SmackDown and Raw? Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. So her losing doesn't hurt. Okay. And speaking of Rear Ripley, this match was about Rear Ripley and Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm, 100%. These two ladies put on the show. Edge and Finn Balor, they played their part. They took a step back and they let, they let the ladies go in it. And it was amazing to watch. And then when it was the time for the guys to come in and finish the job, they finished the job quite well. So I got to say, that match was all about the ladies. They they put on the show. 100%, but, hmm. Like, do you feel like the judge, like, 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 what do you think the Judgment Day moves on? I mean, do you think, do you think the whole thing with Edge and the Judgment Day is finished now for good? That's a very good question. I have to watch Raw for me to figure that out. And Raw's, and Raw's on uh, later in a little bit. So if I see them on Raw and see what they're doing, I have a better understanding. But for me, I think Rhea Ripley ain't worrying about Beth Phoenix. She's focusing on Charlotte Flair and SmackDown. I would imagine, and imagine now, as far as Dominic Mysterio goes, they're probably not going to start really building the match between him and him and his dad at WrestleMania. Yeah, I can see that. And as far as far as Finn Balor, as far as Finn Balor goes. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, now, as far as Finn Balor and Damien Priest go, I, I don't know where they go from here. But, but as far as as far as we all know where Rhea goes from here, because she has to focus on Charlotte Flair now in a rematch from what happened three years ago. But with Dominic now, I'd imagine now they're they're really going to start building up the match between him, him and his dad. We all know what's going to happen one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, you talk about how uh, Mysterio is over as a heel. I mean, we we saw what the Canadian, what the Montreal crowd was saying to him. Yep. And there you go. And the finish of the match. I mean, the the move the move that they use. I mean, th- this is basically you know a salute to FTR from AEW. Shatter mission. Mm-hmm. Shatter mission. Shatter machine, I should say. All right. The men's elimination chamber for the United States Championship. Oh boy. 
those six individuals. Good gracious. Man, we gave love to the ladies for everybody doing it. But this one here, Bronson Reed looked like a monster in that match. I mean, the way he sh- <laughs> as he should be. Oh, he looked like a monster in that match. That was a hell of a performance. Damian Priest put on a good show. I have to say this, man. Look here. Johnny Wrestling and Seth Rollins chilling at the top of the pile was funny as hell to me. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. They had a quick 30-second conversation they got, and they got back to fighting. That was funny to me, man. That was hilarious. I enjoyed that one. I think we all did. I gotta admit that was funny. And then that hurricane run off the pot. Oh my gosh. That was that was amazing for Johnny Wrestling to do that. No. But of course, Mont we knew we knew who was gonna be the highlight reel of the match. Montez for and he never disappointed. So we knew that we knew that going in. He was gonna be the highlight reel. We definitely did. But the finish he did his best. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised they went through it because it was in. It's in Montreal. It's in the same building as the screw job. So of course somebody's gonna get screwed, right? I got to and uh, and how they did it was amazing because people really thought Montez Ford was actually injured. Like people were like a le- legit concern. Like damn, well, I hope he ain't got a concussion for real. I hope he. But it was set up for Logan Paul to come through. Which basically confirmed Logan Paul's going to be in going to be in Hollywood on April first or in second. And I wrote about it on the Playmakers blog. The match is solidified. I can't hear. I can't wait to hear Seth Rollins tonight on Raw to respond to what happened with between him and Logan Paul, costing him the United States Championship. I think Seth Rollins tonight officially fully reverts to like a full babyface because even though they say he's already a face. I still don't think he, that he's fully at a at a face right now. I think tonight Seth Rollins finally turns into a 100% baby face. So that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, one of the main questions coming out of this is what's going to happen with the street power because a lot of people are like fully invested in Montez for getting a title right now. They are fully invested now, and you can you can see it. 100% and. You know, of course, we talk about how how Seth Rollins gets screwed out of the title. I mean, it's funny how Logan Paul, you know, screws Seth Rollins using his own move. I mean, it was Montreal, right? Might as, yeah. might as well do it that way. By the way, and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter say this, and they hate saying it, but they got to give them that credit. That butt shot Larry was off, was on point. It was. And I said, and I said in, in my story that at this point. We all know Logan Paul is the heel, and if this match does happen, I explained why that it's it, that we all know that if it happened, we we all know Logan Paul is gonna is is winning at WrestleMania because of the status and everything, and you know all the and everything like that. I mean, they can't have Logan Paul lose another match, not for a long time at least. Hey, y'all can say what y'all want, and you know I'm not a fan of Logan Paul, you know, but. Every time this man stepped in the WWE ring, he puts on a show, and you can't say otherwise. You can't. I mean, him and Roman Reigns when they went there, it was that when was that? Uh, Crown Jewel. Yeah, we, where he got hurt. And Logan Paul was. He was the show. And that's saying a lot because you going against the guy of the company. Hundred percent. But Logan Paul, Seth Rollins, I can only imagine what they're gonna come up with at, at Mania. I mean, when when Montez Ford was eliminated, I mean the crowd, the crowd didn't react, didn't react positively to that. Like I said, they actually thought he was injured. Mhm. Because he took a curve stump outside the ring. He did. So he was like, "Oh, damn, Seth Rollins effed up." They're going to ban the curve stump again. I hope Montez Ford this and that. And that's how you know Logan Paul's here. I mean, Montez Ford eliminated Damien Priest. 
So, you know, they're going to they gonna play the part of Montez for a hurt. He might, he might not be on Raw tonight. He might take a week off or two and then come back and go from there. But it was all, it was, everything is built towards WrestleMania. Every detail is built towards WrestleMania. 100%. There's no doubt about it, but we talked earlier about what, what are the other competitors go from here for the women's match, and now we, we kind of ask ourselves for this one as well. So, uh, before I came on here with you, and I hate the fact that I'm going to announce this, a certain former U.S. champion is going to be on Raw on March 6th. Mm-hmm. Which pretty much confirmed for me that he's going to be at WrestleMania and probably is going to fight Austin Theory. Are you talking about who I think you are? So I'm, I might be sick to my stomach if this gets confirmed for Mania. Because this might be the passing of the torch match at Mania. Oh, boy. I think I know where this is going because... I saw I saw I saw this um I saw I saw this already earlier. So I, I have a feeling I know I know who you're talking about. And and is he is he the same guy that won the, the that won this title for the first time you know, in his Because uh, March sixth is gonna be in Boston, right? I don't even know where March is gonna be at, but let's look that up. Well, well, according to this, yeah, Monday Night Raw is going to be at the TD Garden at WrestleMania. And I saw that somebody is announced for that particular episode, so I know where this is going, but... Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Let's just say this person, let's just say uh, you can't really see him, can you? I'll just put it like that. Oh yeah, that that might be my sit to my stomach moment of WrestleMania. I mean, uh, I certainly know love to hear the reaction of Ricky, Mark Braverman, as well as Dre Day. So and Sno- and Snowman too, for that matter. Shout out to shout out to this to Snowman as well. Hey, we talked about it. We talked about Elimination Chamber on, on Snowman in the morning this, earlier this morning. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, it'd be right. It, it could be like that—the official passing of the torch. But if, if that's the case, does theory remain healed? Does he turn face? I mean, who knows? Now you know he the heel. I mean, everybody, yeah. everybody's a heel against this guy. I mean, <laughs> Austin Theory turning face. I mean, Austin Theory turning face is probably going to happen sometime in the future, but not anytime soon. Yeah. But I can't theory see the and, and, of Seth freaking Rollins tonight. And then, as you talk about the Judgment Day, what's going to happen with Finn Balor and Priest coming up to this moment, and who cares what Dominic's going to do? Even though you say him or Mysterio going to be ready to fight. Even if he does fight, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if starting tonight, Finn and Priest start getting, is like, start, you know, they start, like I said, these miscommunications. And then, and then eventually, like, yeah, I'm already predicting this. After WrestleMania, the Judgment Day is going to be no more. I'm already, I'm already predicting it. After WrestleMania, the Judgment Day is gone. Yeah. Yeah, like, a, a friend of mine's already predicted. I mean, I mean I'm not going to put it out like that, but I have a feeling that yeah, Rhea Ripley is, is going to embark on her own again, and she might turn, might revert back to a face because everybody's saying, like, like, like that, it's always better when Charlotte's the heel, but we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, I really have a feeling that we're basically starting to be, we, we might be in the closing stages of the, stages of the Judgment Day especially because they lost to Edge and Beth Phoenix. Because I felt that if the Judgment Day is getting over in this match, then it's gonna, then they're going to be around for a while. But since they didn't, this might be the end of it. And, and everybody knows I'm not a big fan of the Judgment Day. I mean, okay, I always say people, correction, I'm not a fan at all, honestly. Because I miss the NXT Rhea Ripley so much, but you know, we don't need to get into that. But yeah, I think we're basically close to the end of the Judgment Day. This is what she needed. She needed a judgment day. Because mm. they made her be the, the most powerful woman on the roster right now. Despite the fact she don't have a title. So but here we it. are. The main event. The tribal chief Roman Reigns. The undisputed champion of WWE versus Sami Zayn. 
Zami Zane bought the music back. I knew you was happy to hear it. No. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, you know, at this point, I, I was really hoping, you think Sami Zayn's going to be back to a little bit of a, like, wear the same gear he wore at NXT, kind of be like like the Sami Zayn we saw at first, but, I mean, who knows? I mean, we already know that Roman Reigns is facing Cody Rose at WrestleMania, so 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 after this match, I'm really asking, you know, where, where, where will Sami Zayn go from here? But before we go to that one, yeah. the we whole thing with Cody Rose and Sami Zayn, that was a... Bone chilling moment for me to watch him wrong two weeks ago. It certainly was, and, and I think at this point we all know the Rock is not going to be at WrestleMania. We don't need the Rock. Which I mean, where's the Rock running coming from? Me. I mean, look, I love the Rock. It's always great to see him, but yeah, I mean, the Rock versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, I, I knew from day one. Yeah, it, it's not going to happen. I mean, come on. I mean, if it if it were to happen. Uh, is is the Rock really gonna lose to Roman Reigns? I mean, think about it. Are, are they really gonna? Is is it really gonna go down like that? No. So he's not gonna be there at all. But like you said, he doesn't need to be there. And with with and, with, and let's be honest, with the XFL just started just starting the season, I'm sure he'll be too busy. So I mean, but to the match, oh, man, this was everything that you needed for a main event match. I mean, right now... I, going, I, I just love how Roman Reigns played it. I didn't want to do this. This is his fault. I wanted to be a big, happy family. You feel me? <laughs> he was talking to Sam's wife. I'm like, this guy gets it. He just gets it. And the way they started a the match, they didn't throw punches for like five minutes. Like, they just let the crowd take over. For like five whole minutes before they actually got to the match. Like, they played it, they sent it off very well. I'm pretty sure the Montreal crowd knew Sammy wasn't going to win. I'm pretty sure they knew that going in. But they played their part. I mean, and Sammy Zane still got over. I mean, he was already, he was already over ever since. I mean, he was already, I mean, we'll never forget that promo. Uh, the, feeling oozy but now he's way more i mean with the montreal crowd i mean he got way he got more over than ever and then him accidentally sparing jay uso opens the door for another match to be solidified at wrestlemania well it was it was jimmy Uso he speared right he speared jay Okay, yeah, because Jay's been the one that's been, you know, supporting him, yeah. So, of course, that's how it goes. He's still Jay trying to spare Roman Reigns. Now that opens the door because guess who came out to say, Sammy, the other Montreal hero, Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the first to say this. I was waiting. I was waiting for the right moment to say this. I wish I could have waited my bank away a little longer. This is the beginning of the end of the bloodline. The beginning of the end of the bloodline. So, so what will happen to him? So, so the tribal chief loses at WrestleMania, and then and so do the Usos, right? Is is that is that really what leads to the down the ultimate downfall? <laughs> That's what I'm predicting. I mean, at this point, yeah. I mean, okay, you know what? I, 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 here's probably the way I see it. All right. Cody wins the titles. And then are we going to see the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? That's what I'm saying. But could we see Kevin Owens turn heel and turn on Zayn again? Or do you think they're not going to do that? Nope. I think, I think all the titles are leaving the bloodline. And then the next night on Raw, let me guess. Roman Reigns is gonna cut a promo, and and I guess that they're gonna the he and the Usos will lose their rematches, and then moving forward, Roman Reigns is gonna blame them, you know, like that. It's gonna be basically, uh, it, it's gonna be a family feud. Now another thing is, does because Cody Rhodes actually is, win? Roman Reigns that? is not turning. Roman Reigns won't turn face. The Usos may turn face, 
But it won't. But Roman Reigns won't turn face anytime soon. The other thing is, could Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman pull pull one over on Cody Rhodes and have Cody Rhodes win only one title and keep the other one? Okay. So you're saying two matches for the Tribal Chief at WrestleMania? No, what I'm saying is, what if what if Cody wins, right? Mm-hmm. We get to Raw after WrestleMania. Paul Heyman comes out and says. Congratulations, Cody. You won. You did what your father could do and all that good stuff, correct? Because that's pretty much the storyline is. The particle son returns and claims what it should have been his dad, but his dad never had the opportunity to do, and he claims it, right? That's mm-hmm. pretty much the storyline. Yeah. For people who don't understand that, they don't watch enough movies and shows to understand that. But it's kind of hard to fathom because that's pretty much the actual storyline. You're right. If Paul Haber comes out on Monday Night Raw to interrupt Cody Rose celebration, right? And says that, you, sir, I had a feeling you might win, so I had to pull some strings in the back, and technically you're the WWE champion, not the Universal champion. Oh, boy. Because what, what am I thinking is, we're going to go back to, we still have two shows, right? Yes, we do. Time to split the belts back back apart from and go back to the respective shows now. That's what my head is thinking at right now. How are we how do we get the belts separated again and let them be on the respective shows again? The way I see it, you know, you know, what I would love to see, I mean, I mean, if if the tribal chiefs have, has two matches, he loses one, he loses one. Title to Sami Zayn and loses the other to t- the other to Cody. I mean, okay, having having the title put on Sami Zayn. Event, eventually, I was still hoping that I thought that years ago that that was dead, but I think at this point it may have just been resurrected. But if that's the case, who did the Usos go against? Well, that well, okay, that would open the door. So the Usos versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. That go for the Raw titles. Hmm. Oh, 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 that's right, because the Usos, you know, have both titles, yeah. You see? Yeah. I think Triple is getting to the point where now he can go back and separate the titles. Yeah, I mean, two separate brands. Because, hey, we talking, and the funny thing is, they, they turned the story all the way around. They did a full circle on the storyline. And what people... So as most people forgot, this whole bloodline storyline started with Jay Uso. It did. It started with Jay. And then when Warrior Rumble happened, it's like they completed the circle. Jay's walking out. Jay's the one that everybody got a question. That's who it started with. So now you talking Triple H has done the entire Long-term storytelling of the bloodline. But how do you give it the proper ending? You bring the particle son back, the one who went away to do his own thing, but realize there's something that needs to be done back home to put the family name where it's supposed to have been all these years. Cody Rhodes takes down the monster that is Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And after that, the bloodline is no more. We'll just have to wait and see, but we are shaping to see a very exciting WrestleMania, and I cannot wait. You just got to pay attention to the storyline. Don't pay attention to what's Pay attention to the storyline. What are they trying to tell you? At this point, I'd imagine Roman Reigns has has to be absolutely burnt out. I mean, being the you know being Universal Champion for you know almost you know for like two and a half years now. That man been champion for over nine hundred days. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, with with all this uh, when the bloodline falls. Forever. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Roman Reigns disappeared from television for a while. 
I think that's what that's what it's setting up for Roman Reigns to go off by the business. Mm-hmm. Probably maybe the Hollywood. I don't know. Anyway, so that's basically the card for Elimination Chamber. And as we close it out, we're going to talk about somebody that, well, she finally got something that she has worked so hard for, and I couldn't be happy for her. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks in WWE because at the recent New Japan Pro Wrestling Battle in the Valley, Mercedes Monet defeated Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship. And Playmaker, I know that you don't really want to talk about it because, look, you didn't see the show, you know, honestly, and I didn't either, but let's be honest. When we saw that she was now with New Japan Pro Wrestling as well as its sister promotion, World Runner Ring Stardom, I mean, we were pretty excited. I mean, I was. I know you were too. I mean, honestly... I'm happy for her because that's what she she's been in Japan the whole entire time. But you know, I would love for her to be back in WWE. That's where she belongs, in my opinion. But she she's captured the title in a company that she practically knows and she's still part of. So happy for her. I'm happy for her. I'm happy for Carrie Sane. She's been doing her thing over there in, in, in New Japan as well, back home where she's from. I mean, she even she even mentioned that Triple H, you know, uh, got in touch with her you know, before the match. I think he uh, wished her good luck or something like that, or congrats. I mean, she she confirmed that there there's there's no bad blood between the company. So and so that's that that's good to know. It it really is. It is it is good to know that that there's that there's no uh, like you know bad things. Hey, he says here, yeah. Triple H texted her to show her support for her for her new Japan pro wrestling journey. So because Triple H is now fully in charge of the company, and because you know he sent her a message of support, there's no hard feelings. That doesn't that basically doesn't rule out the fact she could return to the company in the future. You know, and a friend of mine says that if she comes back to the company, whether it's three years from now, could you imagine if by then WWE has a working relationship with Impact Wrestling? AEW and Ring of Honor, along with New Japan. I mean, could you imagine if all of pro wrestling is all united into one? Imagine if that happens within the next three years. I mean, egos have to get egos have to be thrown out for that. Exactly, egos. Yeah, egos need to be thrown out. It's about doing what's best for business. Because here's the thing: all promotions united. You, we are taught with the possibility of huge money-making matches, but then again, as the egos kick in, I don't want to lose. I want to want. I want to get over. I don't want to go this way. Like ex- exactly, that, that that's going to be a huge problem. I mean, oh. it's not. It's never going to be like it was back in the day of the territories. You know, the National Wrestling Alliance. You know, the days of Ric Flair, all those guys. Wrestling will never be like that again. It doesn't have to be like that again. It doesn't have to be the old. The old school 1980s style that Jim Cornette loved so much, but I mean, and, and this, and no disrespect to Jim Cornette, because we we know you know Jim Cornette, you know how he is, you know a strong man of conviction with his belief of how pro wrestling needs and how it, his style of wrestling is, but you know it doesn't have to be like it was back in the day. Like we need because wrestling can, continues to evolve, and it's only going to continue to evolve, and you know things stuck in the old school way. I mean, fans are not going to have any interest in it, so. Wrestling fans, you know, wrestling fans know that wrestling changes, so wrestling, so wrestling has to change. So, so who knows? But the bottom line is, Mercedes Simone. It's good to know that there's no bad feelings between her and WWE. Yep, and you just, you just let her do her. Let her go over there and handle business. Let her do the Chris Jericho route. Spend time away, wrestle as well, and then when she comes back. Everybody loves Sasha Banks. Yeah. So, I mean, Mercedes going to do what she does best, and that's wrestle. Yeah, and sh- and whether she comes back or not, the time has to be right. And God willing, all of pro wrestling is all united with working relationships. It's It's almost like the days of the National Wrestling Alliance. Wrestling all as a whole, as a one unit. I- I'm going to be the happiest guy on earth because, look, for me, I don't want AEW being better than WWE. I don't want one promotion being better than the other because the wrestling fan that I am, 
I just want to appreciate pro wrestling as a whole. Because I know that it's different in Japan than it is here. It's different in Mexico. But if they're all working together, I mean, imagine if you have Japan's top star versus Mexico's top star versus AEW's versus WWE's in a fatal four-way match. I mean, that's definitely some potential. But again, the egos. But, you know, who knows all the magical great things we can see if if all of wrestling is all united. It's one strong working relationship that changes the course of wrestling forever in a most positive way and exciting way. There you go. I mean, let's be honest. If there was ever a show where AEW, Impact, you know, all the promotions are all the talented is in one, and then the, let's say there's like a six a six way dance between the between the star of each promotion. I mean, hey, believe it or not, I mean, you know that you you would want to go if you had the chance, especially if it was here in the U.S. That's what it is. It is what it is, but, you know, congratulations to Mercedes Monet. I mean, no matter where she is to me, she's always going to be the legitimate boss. I'm really happy for her. You know, when she made her debut attacking Kyrie Sane and, and cutting that massive promo, really put her over. And after she, after she won the match, I mean, after, you know, she actually, you know, I think became face. I mean, I didn't expect that, but uh, I'm guess I'm glad it happened. But you know what? She's doing her thing. She's wrestling, and when the time is right, God willing, she'll be back in WWE. And who knows where the company and who knows what wrestling will be at that point. We just have to wait and see. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for today. Playmaker, anything you want to announce, my friend? Oh, man. I got some things in the works right now. My new episode of Shooting Lifestyle is up. Go ahead and check that out. Did a great cap of All-Star Weekend. And then if you, if you know anything about basketball, you know after All-Star Weekend, it's the race of March Madness. <laughs> yes, sir. And just so everybody knows, Into the Net FC is all of a sudden getting a little bit of momentum. I'm sure everybody has noticed the stronger-looking titles along with the thumbnails, you know, including on YouTube. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you love soccer, then my show, Into the Net FC, is the show for you. Cowboy stock will not be stopping anytime soon. I will work to the best of my ability to continue providing content, despite that it's the offseason. And Ringside Chaos, ladies and gentlemen, if you love professional wrestling and you know somebody that loves professional wrestling and they are looking for the greatest and most exciting pro wrestling podcast in the world, then Ringside Chaos is the show for them. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. And one more thing. Don't forget to check out the Playmakers blog website along with Third Down Thursdays. Subscribe. Check out the content. You will not be disappointed. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and you all have a good night.